Can you hear it? I can't wow. hear it. Wow, wow makes me lose my mind. All right, I can't hear the music, but whatever. Can't hear it anymore? No, I can't. That's it? How long did you hear it for? Uh, well, about a second there. Uh, That's it? Oh, man. Well, well, why don't you tell us who we were listening to on this beautiful 1973 on a Thursday? That's called Party Up In Here by DMX, um, also known by Darkman X, and uh, or known as Darkman X. And uh, that's who we were listening to, rocking out to that. And why do you think we were playing Party Up, Up In Here? Up In, why were we playing that, you think? That I don't know, but I think you're going to tell me. Well, I mean, the connection. Well, I think I just realized Georgia won big time on, on Monday night. I mean, did you watch that whole game? I know you're a big fan, but how did you watch that whole game if you did? Because, well, all right, let's, let's, so it's not just being a fan, right? I'm an alum. I think that that's also a distinction. Right. Like, not, not that I need to call that out, but even though I just did. But so what I, what I say by saying all that is that, you know, again, I don't know if I've said this last week or, you know, but when I went to school there, we lost homecoming to Vanderbilt, okay? We were not even a 500 team. I never dreamt of the day that we would be able to be at this height for Georgia. Like, even in my my most aspirational hopes and dreams, they were never this bright for Georgia football. I thought, you know, maybe we get to a national title game. You know, maybe we make the playoffs occasionally. You got to remember where it was that we came from. So, for me, I savor every single minute of this stuff because one it's hard as heck to get to this point and two when you're here like you know i just want to be present and soak it all up and soak it all in and and you know like so this whole ride the fact that georgia is been is 17 and one over their last the last game they lost was to alabama in the sc championship in 2022 so I love I love every minute of it. Would I have wished for a, a more like entertaining, competitive game? Yeah, but you know I also looked at it from the perspective of never again in my lifetime will I be able to watch a title a, a game with so much at stake and so little to worry about after the first half. You know, so for me that was definitely a a unique feeling, and um, I loved it. I love that they came. You know, I said last week I said if Georgia plays their best, what they're capable of playing, and their best game of the season. I didn't think TCU had a shot. Um, I I didn't expect Georgia would come out like that. I certainly didn't expect we would see that. Um, they proved me wrong. And, um, you know, we're back-to-back -back national champions, and it's the greatest feeling in the world, man. Um, yeah, since I, I don't know the last time. I mean, does it take anything away that Georgia now is the the Alabama of, of college football now, or you don't care? I mean, I, I don't see it that way because, um, you know, Alabama, they won what four titles in 10 years or something. I mean, it was like five titles in 12. I can't remember what it was, but like, or what it is, but I, yeah, I don't see that. At, I, I mean, and, and they won back to backs in um, 2011. So I don't think, I don't look at us on that pedestal. I think right now we are the dominant college football program, 
but I don't put us still on Alabama's level in terms of the uh, the recent history um, and even the history that Alabama has. I mean, we have four national titles. I think Alabama's got like, you know, over, I don't know, 15. So I think they have like, you know, close to 20. So we're, we're nowhere in that stratosphere. But if we can, you know, uh, continue on this on this path of, of you know, winning, I, I mean, I, I love it. And it doesn't get tiring for me. It doesn't. You know, I love it. It's it's the greatest joy, like I said. I love why you know, it's always a new experience. I love watching it with my children. Um, I love it for the players that, you know, you follow. And, I mean, the thing is with college football is, and I think you know this, but, you know, recruiting, you know, we start following and hearing about these kids like when they were in high school. And so I don't go – I'm not one that goes to high school games, but I know people that do, but I don't do that. But for me – you know, you hear so much about these recruits that are coming in. I could tell you about Georgia's recruits. I can tell you about kids that are going to be part of the 2024 class, you know, and that's just the way that it is. And you watch these kids and you watch them develop. And I think to have someone like Kirby Smart in place who has turned this program around, um, has turned the, the, the entire football program around, like what we do, what the way we act, the way we carry ourselves, the way we execute, um, and this coaching staff, you know, he lost his defensive coordinator and his defensive backs coach last year, and he was able to reload. And we lost more talent to the NFL draft than any team has ever seen. And I never thought we would be back at this place. And you know that. I shared that with you. And and here we are, man. It's crazy. And I actually think uh, for, for next year, for 2023, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying we're going to be champions next year by any stretch. What I'm saying is I have – I feel like we have more talent um, – I think we're set up to to do better next year than I was at this time last year. The only thing is you need a quarterback, although I don't think you're going to have much of a problem. I mean, who is your yeah. next year? I mean, Stetson Bennett, 25 years old. That one, I didn't, I didn't realize he was that old. He's, he's yeah. older than Jalen Hurts, I think. Yeah. He's older than Jalen Lamar Jackson. He's older than like several quarterbacks. You know, but, uh, you know, um, I'm assuming he's got a master's degree at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> a master's in babes. Um, <laughs> I don't know what he's got master's in. He actually has a girlfriend. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Herndon Hooker from Tennessee is also 25. So, I mean, a lot of people kind of forget the, you know, the Tennessee quarterback who got all that hype. So a lot of people forget all that stuff. And, and um, yes, that's in story, which was well-documented. Like he came to George as a walk-on, didn't even have a scholarship. Um, basically smart told him you weren't ever going to play here. He went to a junior college and then he came back to Georgia. And again, uh, smart was like, you're not going to play here. And remember, I mean, when he was first here, it was Justin Fields and Jacob Eason were our quarterbacks. So then he comes back. And the quarterback room is uh, JT Daniels and um, I, was it was it Jacob Eason? No, someone else. I can't. I'm totally blanking on who it was. But anyway, so he comes back and just like you know, J, uh, JT Daniels was the starter, you know, and and won you know some big games and then got hurt and then that's where the Stetson Bennett experience took off. But we had seen Stetson Bennett and we had seen him play poorly um, against Florida against Alabama. So it wasn't like Georgia fans were not familiar with Stetson Bennett last year when he took over for JT Daniels. Uh, we had, we had seen him and unfortunately he was very erratic as a 22 year old. So it's good to see that at 25, he's now uh, mastered his craft. Let me ask you a question. I mean, 
you know, he's about the same size as Bryce Young. Uh, he's he's no he's no taller, and I think he he weighs about the same. You you think Stetson Bennett gets drafted? Yeah, he's going to get drafted. I mean, he'll probably be a six or seven round pick. Uh, that's generally where you see him, and and might get a might get a you know might land on a team as a third string third stringer. I mean, hey, you know, look at the guy that started for the Giants last week. Anyone seems to be have the opportunity to be a third string quarterback. He's got to have enough talent to to land with the team, and then maybe work that work his way up. So, um, you know, it's a great story. I mean, you know, there have been a lot of quarterbacks in the past that have, you know, these you're not a one year wonder. I was thinking back to Mac Jones and and some of these other guys who uh, who was the one? Was it A.J. Webb? Was that his name? That played A.J. McCarron for Alabama. McCarron, he was another guy who was sort of and he, he stuck in the NFL for about five years as a backup quarterback. So, I mean, you know. He could he could probably hit it there. I mean, he's gonna obviously have a pro day. I know Georgia brings down all the scouts to Georgia. It's you know they don't probably have to send their kids to the combine up in Indianapolis at this point because they're so big time. Um, and and what's gonna happen Georgia draft wise? I mean, are we gonna see a, a depletion, a high number of NFL draft picks, or or due to the nature of Georgia being a lot more underclassmen or are the, a lot of these people going to be around next year? Uh, no, you're going to see some, uh, and then the transfer portal too. I mean, the thing is, is kids are coming like we have, so you asked who's going to be quarterback. See so if Carson Beck, who's been sitting on the bench for three years, he was a four-star quarterback who was recruited. And then we have a five-star, two five-star quarterbacks, you know, top 10 players in their, both their respective classes that are sitting behind him. So like, at some point, these guys want to play, and I get it. And so um, Brock Vandegrift, who's originally signed with Oklahoma and um, Lincoln Riley. So, um, you know, you don't know if these guys – and then uh, Gunnar Stockton is the other kid. Um, so and I think he was looking at South Carolina. So, And I think he's um, – you know, these are guys who may may end up leaving. You know, you, you kind of just don't know. But Carson Beck's going to be our next quarterback. And then in terms of the draft, you're probably going to have – I would say at least three to – it could be as many as five first-rounders for Georgia. Certainly Jalen Carter, the monster in the middle, who I would love for the Eagles to draft as a defensive tackle. I think he's the best of the bunch. Um, so he's going to be the earliest pick. You got Kaylee Ringo, who's a defensive back, um, who was able to shut down um, Kalen Johnston. Not not Kalen Johnston. Um, why am I blanking on uh, – I'm blanking on Johnson's name for TCU. He had one catch for three yards. Um, Ringo's had an up and down season. I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't take him if I were the Eagles, like in a top 10 pick, but you know, maybe later in the draft, I, I just think he, he has the intangibles. He doesn't, to me, he's not like a sauce Gardner type. Um, and then they have Christopher Smith on the back end who had an interception. Um, and they have a couple other guys. They have an offensive lineman um, as well, who, uh, you know, could be a, a first round pick. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I think for Georgia. They're certainly – they don't have the attrition that they had last year, um, but they are going to be, you know, losing some guys for sure. So Georgia is national champion, and uh, kudos to Georgia Nation. I guess it's – is it Georgia Nation? Not Georgia. Bulldog Nation. Bulldog Nation, yeah. So, so the college football season is over, although it never really ends because I guess recruiting has started already this week. So Kirby Smart, does Kirby still recruit? I mean, is he still is he still 
in that game, or does he just send the assistants to do that at this point? No, Kirby Smart is one of the most intense and best recruiters in the country, and that's why Georgia has been able to do what they've been able to do because it, there's 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 two things, and I think there's actually three things in college football. Um, there's recruiting, and then there's coaching, um, and then there is execution. So I think all all three of those things. So Kirby has totally turned around, changed what Georgia does, changed the types of players that Georgia looks for and recruits, um, and put us really, you know, Mark Rick elevated us from Jim Donnan, um, and Mark Rick elevated us. I was going to call him Jim Donovan, but you're right, it's Jim Donnan. Jim Donnan, and I was there during the Jim Donnan years when he was hired, and, uh, you know, Rick really, like, brought us to a new level, and then Kirby took it just to a, a... where we are now national championship level. And um, so everything that we do, I mean, you know, the facilities like, you know, recruiting is such a big deal. And now with, with uh, name image and likeness, you know, it's, you, you know, there, there's boosters paying kids and there was always that going on behind the scenes, you know, at every major school. So, I mean, that's going on now. And um, you know, look, I think some kids, it's like the opportunity, they see what Georgia's doing. They see that it's been twice in a row. Um, you know, and I think that Georgia, the thing that Kirby does, I think that is remarkable is he, even next year, you know, they're going to have a new quarterback. So they, it's, it's this way that he won't let his team get complacent. And that's what, like, that team is always hungry. And I don't know if you saw the pregame interview and, and they asked him and he said, we're going hunting. Like, that was all he said. He's like, we're going hunting. And like, I love that mentality. We're going hunting. And, uh, yeah, so he recruits, he's one of the most fierce recruiters. I mean, all these guys are like Saban still recruits all Saban these guys. Did, did you notice Saban was doing the telecast for you? I know he was, I mean, that was a weird one to see Saban. I, I was trying to figure out who it was. I was like, that's Saban doing an sec national championship broadcast. And I mean, he was, I guess he's pretty objective. I mean, he, he, he certainly, you know, was telling it how it is, but. I don't know if you have mixed feelings of seeing Saban doing a national championship preview game and a preview to the game. So, yeah, I mean, you know, he's he is as as good a coach as we've ever seen in college football, right? So, I think you're going to get the best. And uh, it, I'm sure he was seething during that whole broadcast. And I loved when David Pollock looked to him and said that basically that they um, Georgia's the new standard. And I guarantee you. Saban is going to take that and put that everywhere around his team as a motivation. Um, you know, when Pollock said out Georgia is the new standard, um, you know, that the teams are going to be measuring themselves against. So look, Alabama is going to be back next year. Ohio state's going to be back next year. USC, Caleb Williams is going to return to USC. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an exciting year, but yeah, you're right. We're in recruiting season. I mean, they have um, a letter of intent, Actually, they changed college football a bit. So letter of intent now occurs. Um, and, yeah, no, it happens in January or uh, December, letter of intent. And then um, early enrollees begin. Like there's a lot of kids that already were on the sidelines with Georgia um, that enrolled this past week at school. So they didn't even graduate high school yet, did they? Uh, I guess they, they graduated early, I guess is what, you know, once they were accepted. So yeah. Um, you know, and, and George is not, not alone in that. I mean, a lot of schools do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be an exciting thing. And then next year, the uh, national championship is in Houston. 
at Energy Stadium, and then in 2024, it returns to Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. So. You have the SEC Championship, and then a couple of weeks later, you I guess you got to go play in the Fiesta Bowl or something. And, and then, and I, I, I'm sorry, but it's time to get rid of the bowls. I I, I, I love it that in the, the semifinals, not only did you win the semifinal, you were the Peach Bowl champion. I think you've got a, you got a trophy of a peach. It's just stupid. I, I know that we've had this discussion about the bowls, but it's like I think it's like the uninvited guest that just stays around and they're they've outlived their usefulness. But it's just my opinion. I understand. I and I think some other people probably feel that way. I still like the bowls, but you know, we, we adapt. That's what humans beings do, right? We adapt. When are we gonna have the when are we gonna have the national championship game in Vegas? I'm assuming that's coming up at some point in the future. You'd have to think so. Yeah. Um, although, you know, I don't know if gambling and, and college sports is oh, frowned upon. Oh, I'm sure it is. But, I mean, they've had regular seasons. And then I was also wondering, do we have a Super Bowl on tap for Vegas soon? Because I'm assuming that's coming as well. Yes, I did hear that is coming. I don't know. Is it next year? It could be. I don't know. It's in Arizona this year. But I think it is in Arizona be- this year. Not in yeah. Minnesota again. Not in Minnesota. Maybe if they had it in Vikings. With the, it would be good luck. But because um, yeah, was, but look, we we love a Minnesota Super Bowl, right? It it was good juju the first time for the Eagles, right? That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying. It's just too darn cold, from what I understand. Just yeah. Getting yeah. to those Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Um, they did win. Uh, it wasn't the prettiest game in the world. Um, but I think you take every win that you can get, right? I mean, it's not like I'm just getting my playoffs all set up here so I can, oh, we can go through. I love a good playoff preview. Yeah, you're right. Um, what I mean, what is your general sense of the Eagles? I mean, they played, I'm assuming they played everyone. Uh, oh, against the Giants. Yes, I watched that game. Um, I watch every Eagles game, but I, I watched that and I was very frustrated with that game. Uh, I agree that the Eagles did not look, I, you know, I, we were all expecting, they were playing the second string giants, but they were also using a vanilla playbook. It's very clear. Jalen hurts is still not healthy. That's concerning. Um, I don't have a whole lot of faith that Lane Johnson's hernia, uh, his abdomen tear is going to all of a sudden heal, even though he's resting for the playoffs. I can't imagine doing anything with an abdomen tear, let alone trying to stop a bull rushing 250 to 275 pound defensive and trying to rip whip around the side. I don't think that that, that looks good. And uh, unfortunately uh, Driscoll has did not look good in replacing Lane Johnson over the last two weeks. So I, I, I think the Eagles, it's fair to question what this team is going to be. I, I have a lot more faith that Jalen will, will be better, but if you're not, if, if, and I also think they did run a vanilla offense, but I do think, look, you got to win two home games to get to the Super Bowl. I think Jalen is, uh, you know, the type of guy, and I loved what Sirianni said that, that they were, he gave the guys off and, and Hertz was like, no, like we need to come in and watch film. Like, I love that, that that's what the leader of the team is doing. Um, I think that our secondary uh, Bradbury and Slay have not been as strong as they were earlier in the season. So that gives me some concern. Kaiser White has struggled and 
covering the tight ends and, and I think our offensive line, just overall protection um, in terms of the pass protection, it, it hasn't been as good. So I think it is absolutely fair to have some questions about this Eagle team for as good as they played in the middle of the year. Did they peak too soon? Um, can they overcome these injuries? Look, if Lane Johnson can stay healthy and Jalen Hurts can get that arm right and they can run their offense the way they ran it, you know, a month ago, then then I'm feeling much better about this team. What about you? Um, I think the week off is going to be very helpful for this team. This is a team that that has had some injuries. That's why to be 14 and three and have some injuries, considerable injuries is is I think it's, you know, it's it's a good thing for this team to have this week off. And, and uh, you know, let's be honest, let's look at the other teams too. Dallas had a, a pretty bad loss on Sunday, a very disappointing loss that makes you question all the previous weeks of Dallas. Was Is this Dallas team any different or are they going to lose like they've normally done? And then the 49ers, you still have the questions with Brock Purdy at the quarterback position. So if these are the teams that are your biggest threats, um, I have to think that you 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 feel pretty good. I don't have much fear of the Minnesota Vikings. And then there's a collection of these other teams. What do you got? The Giants, the the Bucks, and the Seahawks. I mean, these are not very good teams. I think the Eagles have a great opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know. What do you think about these other teams? Do you think these teams are legitimate i mean i know the niners have a great defense but they got questions at quarterback the cowboys are the same they they seem to do well and then they lose a game a must-win game like they had to have on sunday um because remember that game was right up against the eagles game at four o'clock so it's not like they knew the eagles were going to win and it'd be over they still had an opportunity to win the division and the number one seed because the Niners, the Eagles, and Cowboys were all playing at four o'clock. Do you have much fear of these other teams? Uh, I don't know that. Like, I certainly, I don't fear the Cowboys. I would actually like to play them again, and I think they are overrated. Um, you know, they, as you mentioned, they, they lost to the Commanders in a in a game that they really had to win, um, or you know, at that time, as you mentioned, you know, they kind of needed to win. Um, they didn't look impressive against the Texans. Remember, they almost lost that game. They lost to the Jags, and then they beat the Eagles with Garner Minshew in a shootout. Um, I, to me, that, that that's not a team that's like necessarily streaking going into the playoffs, right? So I don't I don't fear them. Um, I will tell you a team that I, I think the 49ers present some challenges and some matchups because that defensive line is so strong and so tough. Um, and again, that's that's dallas's strength too i just think that their that their secondary can be had um whereas i think the 49ers have a little bit of a better secondary um and offensively they have a lot of weapons um and i i'd, I'd argue you know they may have more weapons than the cowboys um and just the way and 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 shanahan is an offensive genius so the 49ers for me is the team that that concerns me a bit um the team that i would say and, and we'll get to this when we go to our predictions, but um, the team that I think I just want to kind of keep an eye on to me 
you may laugh at this, is the Bucs because I've been watching the Bucs. They've been playing better down the stretch. I know they lost to Atlanta in a meaningless game at the end of the season. Um, and I think their starters did play that game. But I just think that I saw enough from this team down the stretch um, that that I think you, you just got to be, you know, weary of this team. But but they don't keep me up at night. I mean, the only team to me that, that presents – um, I think is going to present, you know, is going to be a really t- tough call is going to be San Francisco. Okay. So with yeah. Brock Purdy, huh? Yeah, the Brock Purdy led San Francisco. Because look, like, it's not like Jimmy G was this all-star quarterback, but he, he ran that system. It was, he ran a, it was a game right. man. I, I mean, and it, it's, yeah, ran the system, right? So yeah. that's that's what I see is Brock Purdy. But should we go through the uh, matchups? Yeah, so we got uh, on Saturday, uh, there are two games on Saturday, three on Sunday, and, and again, they're doing the ABC Monday night wild card round there. Um, Seahawks 49ers Saturday at 4.30. Uh, I think, you know, this is obviously a game that both teams know very know one another very well, but I got to think the 49ers are going to win this game. Yeah, agreed. I actually think that game could be a little closer than what most people think because they are so familiar with one another. And I do love Pete Carroll. I think he's he's a very, very good coach. Um, he'll have that team ready, I believe. Uh, but I'd like the Niners as well. So the Saturday night game is a good game. The Chargers-Jaguars. Uh, first playoff game in Jacksonville probably since that Eagles Super Bowl year because – the Jacksonville made it to the AFC championship game that year, if I'm correct. So Jacksonville's back. Doug Peterson's got them back in the playoffs, uh, hosting a hosting a playoff game, winning the division. Um, I know you're going to probably go with Dougie on that one, right? And the, and the Jaguars. Well, you didn't give your prediction yet. No, well, I was sort of following your. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm going to go with a man. I want to give it to Dougie so badly. Uh, I This to me is the most exciting first round matchup. Um, I will definitely be watching it. Um, I like Doug much better than I like the Chargers coach. Um, I just think the Chargers have too much firepower on offense, man. I am going to go with Jacksonville. I guess my heart is leading me. Um uh, Sunday, one o'clock game, Dolphins Bills. This is another third time this season the two teams are playing. Uh, familiarity is is important. Uh, I know Tua is out again, uh, third yep. concussion. I mean, he might want to reconsider playing football again after this. Uh, the Bills. I have the Bills winning this one. Bills smash. The Bills, and we can talk about Hamlin. I guess after we do our predictions, because it was nice to see him get out of the hospital. Beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. And how about the, uh, well, how about the Bills returning uh, that kick, Ooh. the opening kickoff, two of them? Right, I know, but the first kick um, yep. uh, all the way for a touchdown. That was something. We can talk about Hamlet. So it was nice to see. I also heard he got out of, uh, he got out of the hospital yesterday. Was it yesterday? And that his jersey is the number one selling jersey in the NFL and that his charity has got $7.5 million, I think, in donations for his charity yeah. organization. I mean, this is it's a great story. And and if anything, you know, just to get more people learning, I've got to learn how to do CPR. I mean, that's obviously 
pretty important because it helps save this man's life. And think about how many people do not know CPR, like myself, who would benefit from it. I think I'm just, uh, I got to be honest, afraid to do it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that, hoping I get over that fear. Yeah, I agree. I need to do it as well. I'm not I'm not afraid to do it. I just it always slips my mind. And you're absolutely right. I need to make it a priority. And I said I would after I saw what happened with him. And then it fell off my radar. And so I need to get back on it um, and make sure that I am doing what I need to be do because it is it's a very valuable thing. It's not hard to do. Um, it's not hard to learn. I think it takes like five, 10 minutes. And um, yeah, it saved his life. And, and I mean, it's just a miraculous comeback and an incredible story again about people putting all their differences aside, um, you know, to uh, help, help this, this guy and, and really saved his life. I mean, the medical staff, you can't say enough about the medical staff from both teams, the, everyone who was involved, the doctors, the hospitals, um, and then certainly DeMar Hamlin's, uh, his, his own internal uh, will is, is super strong. And uh, one more thing I just also want to say uh, is that, uh, I don't know if you remember Peyton Hillis, but um, he was, uh, he's in critical condition. He, he was a running back for the uh, Bucks, and I think he played for the, I think he played for the then Redskins, and he may have also played for, I can't remember who else he played for, but he was like a big monster, like kind of like Mike Allstott, kind of, right? oh, the Chiefs, I know he played for the Chiefs, and so anyway, he um, he's in ICU because he rescued his two kids um, who were drowning, I think in the ocean is what I heard, so um he was rescued and he is uh he's definitely from what i understand like fighting for survival so um hopefully we can all get behind peyton hillis and um former arkansas razorback and send some prayers and positive vibes his way and uh for for a recovery i mean there's no more noble act than to uh you know give of yourself to save others and certainly saving his children both of them who both were okay. Um, you know, I, I'd love to see him pull through and, and recover. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, I'm sorry to hear that he's not doing well. I hope that he recovers. Um, I certainly feel that way as well. Um, let's not to, you know, put light on that. Skipping to the next game, we got the Giants Vikings um, I did see that game on the day before Christmas. Giants were there the whole game. Wasn't overly impressed with the Vikings. Still not overly impressed with the Vikings. Think that they're probably going to win this game. No, I don't think they probably will. I think they will win this game, but it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the Vikings. I think a lot of people are jumping on the Giants and thinking that the Giants are going to pull the upset special. I just don't see it happening. I think that the Vikings offense is going to – exploit the giants um, although it was nice that the giants got the uh the the week off for them nice for them but um you know their starters did at least but i, I like the, the vikings as well and then sunday night we've got the ravens bangles uh, a lot of One more thing i just want to say if the giants do pull the upset then they would come to philadelphia oh wow they'd be the lowest seed they would yeah. be the lowest seed so the next game, uh, ravens Bengals. The, the word is still not out if Lamar Jackson will be playing. Uh, if not, Hunley will get the start for the Ravens. Um, I've got to think that the Bengals 
either way or the better of the two teams. But when you have Lamar Jackson there healthy, makes quite a difference for the bank, for the Ravens. But uh, not being there, um, I think you got to go with Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals, for sure. Um, Ravens, I thought I had heard that Jackson is not going to play. And I heard that Huntley is out too, So or is hurting. I don't know that he's out, but I know he missed practice uh, as recently, I want to say, as yesterday, Wednesday. So we're taping on Thursday. So... Yeah, I like the Bengals big time in this. Um, I think they're they're hungry and they are going to uh, come out on top. Okay, and then finally, uh, the as for mentioned Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talked about them earlier. Are hosting Dallas on Monday Night Football, uh, the Monday Night Wild Card finale. Uh, I hate Dallas. I think my heart is taking me to Tampa Bay. Uh, on this one, I don't know if that's accurate. I don't think the Cowboys have wrote one uh, like a road playoff game in like 20 something years. I heard like 93 was the last time they won. I mean, they haven't won in forever on the road. And uh, I'd like to see that continue. Agreed. I'm going to take Tampa. I think uh, that they played better, much better than the Dallas down the stretch. Uh, them at home, you know, could be Brady's last game with Tampa. Um, and I just, I, I, you know, I, I, I think that, um, you know, Dallas is certainly potent on offense, has some players on defense, but, um, they're exploitable in the air. And, you know, if you look at what Mike Evans did, uh, two weeks ago, three touchdowns, I mean, you have Godwin, you have a whole lot of weapons in that, uh, you know, Tampa Bay offense. So, um, I'm also Mike McCarthy, does he get fired if they lose this game? The, the consensus on the street is yes. And yes, he does, and I hate to say it, but uh, Sean Payton. Is oh, okay. You think so? What so you, I, had, I had heard maybe Dan Quinn, you know, moving over from the defensive coordinator position. Um, I would have no issue with that, being as that I watched Dan Quinn um, for the Falcons. Uh, I would have no issue with that. I would not want Sean Payton to get a hold of the Cowboys. I just think he's too good of a coach. But I heard Sean Payton's also talking to the Denver Broncos. I would think it maybe. I had also heard maybe San San Diego would not San Diego um, would would also consider him if they they moved on from their head coach. Right, so Mike coach out in L.A. where he's already doing. I think he's doing the NFL program anyway. So you know he's already he's already there. Um, so can you believe that Green Bay pooped the bed against the Lions? That was unbelievable. Last week we made those predictions, and I think we all picked the Packers, and I just cannot get over the Packers couldn't seal the deal at home. And they've lost some games at home over the last couple of years. If you think about it, they lost the uh, you know, they lost those championship games to the Giants and lost to the Buccaneers. So uh, I guess the uh, the invincibility of uh, Lambeau Field is a little bit overblown, but you would think that, you know, a meaningful game like this, they would not lose. And, uh, you know, the future of Aaron Rodgers is uncertain. Is he going to come back or is this it? Uh, and then, you know, as you said, it might be Tom Brady's last game um, as a professional quarterback. So we will have to see. I think he's got like, mega 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 television deals like he's going to be an announcer once he retires so yeah yep 
uh, I think the mystique from Green Bay, yeah, it's it, it will make for an interesting offseason. And we all know, as we've talked about the NBA sometimes and Major League Baseball, sometimes the offseason is as exciting as yeah. the regular season. So. Look at what happened in Major League Baseball yesterday. Carlos Correa, after, you know, I guess being turned down by two teams over physicals, re-signs with the Minnesota Twins for half the years. Six years, $200 million. Still sounds like a lot of money, but he did not get his 12-year, $315 million deal. So baseball is, uh, you know, it's almost done, the free agency period. And, uh, of course, the Phillies made a – we didn't talk last week about this, but we're, we're really only about a, a month, less than a month away from spring training, which is interesting. Uh, Phillies made a trade with the Tigers, uh, got, a, mm-hmm. got a closer. Um, you know, they keep adding to that bullpen, the Phillies. Uh, yep. And even in the trade, they get Roger Clemens' kid. So go <laughs> go figure that one. I mean, um, and and do part ways with two of their outfielders. Uh, so is that a concern with the Phillies now? I know that we're sort of segueing into baseball, but uh, one of the things that we knew about the Phillies was that they had so much depth in the outfield, and now two of your main guys are gone. Well, I mean, Maton is more of a utility guy. Um, and then you had Veerling. And who was the other guy in that trade? Do you remember? I don't I don't remember. But, you know, Veerling was platooning in center. I mean, does that mean that, I guess, uh, Marsh is your starting center fielder? Or are they going to bring someone in to platoon with him? Um, yeah, no, it was – it. Um, Marsh will be your starting center fielder. And then they have um, – a young guy, uh, Dalton Guthrie, who they like a lot, um, who's come up through the system. I think he's Australian, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Donnie Sands, a backup catcher. That's who the third guy was. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a deal, you know, for Gregory Soto, the um, Detroit Tigers closer. Uh, he's a two-time all-star, throws left hand, throws hard, 27 years old. He's got, I think. A couple think, more years under contract, I think three more years of control, right? Team control, which makes him even more attractive from that perspective. And um, he, he has some bouts of wildness for sure, you know, but, but um, if you believe in what the Phil's uh, pitching coach has been able to do with uh, Alvarado, and then you think, Hey, maybe this guy can also be a piece, um, you know, and, and you're adding, you know, Soto, to Alvarado, to Dominguez, and to Kimbrel, um, you know, and that's the that's the making. And then they made another deal too with uh, this Junior Junior uh, Marte from the Giants. I don't know anything about him, but another hard thrown guy who can be a little bit wild. Um, I think he is a right handed pitcher. Um, so. You know, the Phils are really stacking up. They want to stack up this this bullpen. And I think when they lost to the Astros um, in the uh, World Series, I think that they saw all these different combinations and, and the depth of arms that the Astros could throw at them. And I think that that's where the Phils were like, hey, we, we really need to make a difference here. I mean, they, the Trey Turner was obviously the huge signing, right? And then um, – Maton, they probably felt he was expendable because they have uh, Sosa, um, you know, the the ultra utility guy, and then Veerling because they had Dalton Guthrie. And so, and it's probably easier to find like kind of a 
even though the Phillies have not been good about doing this, a uh, scrap heap center fielder. Um, but I think Marsh is the guy. I think that's what they, they used last season to test that out. And I think they, they have faith in him. And for him, it's about being able to hit lefties. And, um, you know, can he do that? And the Phillies have a lot of options. But, you know, and they brought in, you know, a couple of uh, Strom, I think, was another reliever they brought in earlier this year. So they've really revamped that bullpen um, with some new arms and then a mixture of some of the guys who are successful. Bilotti's going to return. Um, you got Coonrod, and then you got um, – I'm totally blanking on the other guy, but I mentioned Dominguez and Alvarado. So they have some – you know, I, I you can't look at this team's pitching staff now with the moves that they've made and say that this is not a better pitching staff than was the team that lost to Houston. Well, then that is a, a good thing for our Phillies. And uh, not too far away, I guess, pitchers, catchers report, what, the first week of February? or No, I think it – isn't it like mid-February? Like the second week? But, I mean, it's yeah. not – you know, it's not too far away. And uh, Yeah, about five weeks, I think, until they go. But it's – yeah, man, it's uh, – you know, how are you feeling about – pitchers and catchers reporting it's usually a really cool it's thing my favorite, it's my favorite thing of the year i mean it really is because i read you know to me you know i think about spring i mean it's <laughs> you know and then when we start watching grapefruit league games i guess it's mostly march so the last week of february you know it's exciting and then the, the ball club will be back in philly probably what the last week of march first week of april and we'll be ready for some baseball again and it's a little bit different than than in the past because let's be honest, our team hasn't been relevant, and now our team is relevant again. And you're going to see people go into the ballpark. It's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be a really really great year for uh, you know last year was fine for Philly baseball, but let's be honest, people didn't start coming to the playoffs anyways. So you're going to see people coming out. It's going to be fun. I remember they had that history of sellouts that occurred in the in the 2000 period suspected robocall so we're not going to answer that you don't <laughs> answer it here. I, know, I already got uh, someone calling me so and that isn't a suspected robocall i just got to take care of something um but we're we're not too far away and um you know we're you know that period between football and baseball is not too far away thank god because Usually, you know, you can go into that that dead time. Um, and uh, so we have we have a lot going on this spring. I mean, uh, you know, in the Sixers, I mean, as we talk a little bit about the Sixers, the Sixers have put together two. It's a good thing to play the Detroit Pistons. I have to tell you, they put together two wins. Uh, Joel has cornrows now, uh, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, Maybe he's inspired by AI, man. He he and AI have a have a cool kind of bond. They have a cool bond. So uh yeah, the Sixers, uh the Sixers look good. I got a suspected Robo call. So God knows what that is. Sort of have a suspicion of what it is. Um yeah. So um what else? What else? So the Sixers look good. They got uh, Oklahoma City coming into town tonight. Um uh, Tyrese Maxey is back. Uh they're yes. well. Um, Harden had a triple double the other night in 26 minutes. That was absurd. And Joel, I think, had 30 points in 24 minutes. I mean, yeah, they they blew the the doors off the Pistons. 
Um, they're going on a five-game road trip. I know they're playing the Lakers during that, and I think Sunday it's on ESPN. So that'll be fun to watch, um, a nice treat. And then uh, are they playing – are they playing on MLK Day? Because I know basketball on MLK Day is like a is a big deal. It's almost like Christmas Day. Yeah, it. Uh, and I'm saying I can't do. I was gonna try and check out. They always play on MLK Day. Because last yeah. year I went to a game on MLK Day. So let me see who they're playing. But that's usually a featured matinee. I remember going. I think right. I went with you once to an MLK Day when they first started it. Because I remember they first started. MLK Day in uh, like eight the mid eighties. Yep. Do you remember who they played? I know you know it. Kelly Trapuca. Well, who who was Kelly? Oh, Charlotte Hornet. Yes. That's so, right. So let's. And then we we the Sixers had the great Ben Coleman at that time. Do you remember Ben Coleman? University of Maryland guy, right? I think so. Monster in the middle, Ben Coleman. I don't, you know what? I don't know who they're playing. I mean, I, I, they might not even be playing on Martin Luther King's day. They pro they may not be because they're playing the Lakers on su on Sunday, not a night game. So nine 30, they have a nine 30 game on Sunday night. So they are not playing on MLK day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what's their trip look like? I know it's going to be tough. I'm got, Lakers, uh, Clippers. They've got, they've got, um, They've got Oklahoma City tonight. And then on Sunday night, they don't they have some time off. Sunday night, they got the Lakers. Yeah. And then Tuesday night they play the Clippers. And then yeah. um yeah, so that at least I know that. They've got the back to back in LA. They got one day off in, in between. And then they'll probably what? I guess they play usually play like a Sacramento on this trip, or is that they usually take two West Coast trips a year, so they might split that up and have Sacramento, Golden State another time. Um, but uh, yeah, so Man, they, hold on. so they play on Sunday night. Let me let me let and me. then they play on Tuesday night against right. the Clippers. Man, right. Harden, boy, if you are a stripper working in L.A. on over that time period, man, go make sure you get on the schedule if you're listening for all the L.A. strippers that listen to 1973. Get on that schedule. For uh, Sunday night and Monday night, because yeah, games hard and out in LA with not a game until Tuesday. Oh, it's gonna be lights out. So this is who they got. This is a hard road trip. They got the Jazz on Saturday night. They got the yeah. Lakers on Sunday night. They got the right. Clippers on Tuesday night. They've got the Trailblazers on Thursday night, and then they finish up with the Kings on Saturday night. All right. Oh, so they go up to Portland and then they come back down to Sacramento. That's interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, so they've got they've got a five game road trip here. A five yeah, that's tough. That's tough. And, then, and the Kings are playing tough. Have you looked at the standings lately? The top four teams in the West are like the Nuggets, the Kings, I think the Pelicans, and one other team, the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies is it, it's insane. Yeah, and so the Sixers. I think what's the Sixers record now? Twenty five and fifteen. Is that right? The Sixers are 25 and 15. Okay. Yeah. Those, those Brooklyn Nets have come out of nowhere. I mean, they, yeah, they, but they're, they're going to fall because uh, KD is out for a month. So that that's going to, they're going to level off. 27 and 13 though, the, the Nets, the Sixers are in fourth place right now. So they're not doing too badly. No, I mean, they've, they've strung together. They're, I think they're seven and three in their last 10. 
you know, they're starting to play better basketball. And so uh, as much as I don't think Doc is the answer, I still don't think Doc is the answer, but maybe he'll prove me wrong. It's happened before. So we'll see what happens. And then, again, just keep your eye out. We're coming up on this trade deadline. Uh, Do they have anyone that they could trade for, though? That's the question. Well, you got to ask yourself if, you know, a guy like Cork Maz, who's young and, uh, you know, not really seeing the floor at all. And that's fine by me. If there's someone there, you know, even Thibault hasn't really gotten time. Although I think he's starting to find his place a little bit, but he, he does, you know, he's not getting more than like a dozen minutes a night. So you just wonder if either one of those guys, you know, could be on their way out. Has value. I don't know. Uh, you know, Cork Moss, I mean, no other team doesn't see what we see, which is that he's, you know, what 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 value does he have in a trade? I mean, is he going to be able to get you a veteran player that can help you this year? No. I mean, maybe well, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe he can get you. I mean, he he makes what like close to six. He makes. I think it's not to be anal. I think it's like five million, which is not bad. Not yeah, bad. Yeah. So I mean, you can maybe get a piece that that could maybe get on the floor a little bit um, for him. I don't know. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I with the Sixers playing like this and then, you know, has house even done anything this year? I mean, that like, like it. doesn't seem like it seems like one awful, of the first, what a terrible signing, right? Yeah. 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 So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out, but the Sixers are playing good basketball right now. Um, and you know, they're going to be tested on this five game road trip out to California. That's for sure. And they, then they get forward home. So that's a good thing. They, they finish up a five-game road trip and then they're home for a while too. So this is a this is an important stretch. This is sort of when it's post Christmas, the NBA means something, and this yeah. is sort of that part of the season now where you know let's be honest, this is the hard part of the season where it sort of bogs down and you you see what teams mean something and um. The Sixers are doing all right. What's going on with the Flyers? I know that we never give a lot of love to our Philadelphia Flyers fans out there. The Flyers doing anything right now, or are they just, or is it just awful? John Tortorella has turned this this bunch around, and these these clowns are gonna like play themselves out of the lottery, and that's what they're doing. They're uh, I forget they're closer now to making the playoffs than they are um, the lottery, I believe. And Travis Konechny has been sensational, had a hat trick last night. They beat the Capitals last night. So that's a huge win. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they've had some really good goaltending too. Um, Carter Hart was injured and then they had, um, uh, Erickson, I think is, or Erson, I think is his name. Uh, this backup goalie, young guy who came in, had his first career shutout. So, um, yeah, the Flyers are playing some decent hockey under torts and, um, you know, he's benching guys left and right. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Some of the younger guys are starting to, to play better. Oh, and Tippett, who we got for, uh, he was in the Giroux trade. He's starting to produce a little bit and play better. So there are a couple of young players that, um, you know, are starting to pop through for the Flyers. So, which I have to see. I mean, I, I used to feel like everyone made the playoffs in the NHL, and then the Flyers stopped making the playoffs for a long time. Oh, and that's kind of where we are. Kings fan, just remember, not everyone makes the NBA playoffs because they haven't made them in years. Yeah. 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 
Um, and then the Flyers' first round pick from this year was playing in um, the junior. Was it the Junior Olympics? I don't know. He he was representing the USA. Um, a Canadian, no Canadian. Cutter Cutter Gauthier, and uh, he he's played well, really really well. Of course, the number one anticipated pick for the NHL. His name is Connor Bedard, and he is expected to be like the next Connor McDavid or um, in that realm. Like he's going to be a young superstar. Um, he's been amazing in the Olympics, whatever they're doing. Um, I, I keep calling it the Olympics. I'm not sure that it's the Olympics, but whatever the international hockey thing is where they play each other back and forth. No, no more with the I know that they were calling it the World Cup there for a little bit. Maybe that's what it is. It's Team Canada. He's representing Team, Team Canada. 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 Yeah. Um, so that's good, man. It's a wrap. What's uh what's your weekend and uh, any shout outs before we wrap? Uh I am working on Saturday and then Saturday afternoon I am relaxing and Sunday I am relaxing. So all this weekend is all about relaxing because I'm working my tail off and I need my tuchus to have some uh, some fresh air this weekend. That's good for you, man. How's the how's that that new eating going on is it is it still in effect or you you yeah yeah i mean I, I i was a little bad this week but i mean i haven't gained anything i'm i'm still still looking svelte you know um, now what's a little bad mean does that mean like a little soda here in the no, 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 no. i had some french toast last night so that was good oh, okay the oven, the, oven, the oven is out now i haven't had a sugared soda in, in a while i do have an occasional diet soda and have some iced coffee, which I like, but I don't have sugar in that either, because I still got, I still need my caffeine. But, uh, but I'm, 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 you know, no more days of the Pepsi, my friend. No more days of the okay. Pepsi. Good man, you're better for it. And uh, what about uh, shout outs? Shout outs, shout out. I just want to shout out to my mom, who's been, uh, she's been very helpful, uh, you know, at, through the whole COVID thing, and you know, she's just been. Uh, She's I'm, my shout outs to my mom today. So uh, my shout out is to I don't I don't think I really have a shout out, you know, for for a long time. I was thinking about this for a long time. I uh, I was thinking about how um, I ended up becoming a University of Georgia fan and then a student and then uh, alumni. I thought about that, like back in the days watching Herschel having my family. Yeah, I mean, you remember my family and my yeah. cousins. Maybe a right? shout out to Harriet Jacobs there. Who we'll, made give, we'll give we'll give my mom a shout out. But uh, <laughs> and so I was always wondering, and then there were times when I was angry that I was like, well, why did they pick that school? Because they'll never win anything. And um, here we are. So shout out <laughs> to my mother uh, and my family. Um, Making you a Georgia Bulldog fan and being part of, as I just found out today, bulldog nation bulldog nation right right for life um <laughs> so that's it weekend plans my daughter has basketball my son's playing soccer and um we may go to the botanical gardens they have these holiday lights and this is the last week to do it so we may do that and then we just got um for hanukkah we got a bond like a bonfire a pit bonfire pit yeah, so we're going to – it's going to be pretty chill, chilly here. It's like 65 today, but it's going to be like in the 40s over the weekend. So I would, take, six, I would take 65 today. I would take – it's 51 out right now, so it's not bad. I have that on my computer screen. I just 
I don't just get temperatures like that, but it's 51, it's partly sunny, but it's uh, it's not bad out today, but uh, I, I, I definitely do not miss the snow. I hate the snow. So I got you. Uh, Lab, last question for you. What 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 are you watching right now? Uh, TV like what what series has got you hooked? Um, <laughs> I don't got anything right now, dude. You see the new Avatar? I have not seen the new Avatar. I haven't. Uh, is it worth seeing? I don't know. I don't have three and a half hours to just like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know that I can sit there for that. You know, it's interesting. Two movies that I saw recently, with uh, the, the the Irish movie, I saw one Best Picture. I thought it was awful. Um, oh, the Irishman or whatever. Yeah, I just thought it was awful. Um, and then I saw that movie Babylon, which I thought was awful too. So I I guess I'm not like totally on square. And I I saw the Fablemans movie. I liked it. I didn't love it. It won Best Drama. And I think the uh, the Irish movie won best um, comedy. So I'm like, I must be off with my movies or I've changed a little bit because I guess you're right. It takes a lot to sit in a movie theater for three hours. It really does take a lot. I don't even know what these movies are about. Like, it's so crazy. I have fallen so far from like, I, I feel like that culture that I don't even know what movies are out right now because it's not even not not missing much now that might well, be is Hollywood in a funk do you think or do you think that it's like neglect on my part because like, I feel like there hasn't really been I mean obviously Top Gun was huge but like I, I feel like there hasn't been like a super compelling like a uh, Schindler's List or anything that they like there hasn't been there hasn't you. maybe maybe it's just these stories have already been told so much um already but it just seems like Hollywood stinks right now um, and I'm not trying to diss it, but it just seems like there's not anything really interesting uh, that you'd want to spend two hours of your time watching. Or maybe it's just maybe we're just busy at this stage of stages of our life. Maybe that's also the thing. Could be. I want to see Knives Out. That's a show. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I want to see that. And have you seen that? I saw the original. The second one I didn't see. I think the second one is on Netflix. Yeah. Well, original was on amazon so i was able to see that but uh yeah so even season one or like i liked season one. one i liked one okay. i just don't think i have a strong i mean you, it would take me a lot to want to sit down for two hours and watch that too so it's uh it's interesting i mean um I, i've been watching a lot of news recently i mean i guess that's what i'm interested in but uh you know it's it's i i there was a time i think i was watching I know Ozark you said you liked, right? Ozark you liked? Ozark was great. Very dark. Yeah. So it takes a lot for me to sort of watch something. I want to sort of, when I see something, I want to be impassioned and uh, yeah. So I, I'm when I'm home, I mean, <laughs> I might watch the Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> I might watch some news and I'll generally watch some sports, which is what I'll be doing this weekend. I need, you need to try and keep it simple. Uh, in my life right now. So that's probably what I'm watching. If you got any suggestions, I'm sure you will let me know any good TV suggestions. On, uh, I, I might have some time this summer uh, to be watching some shows. So um, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's my uh, my plans. That's beautiful. Here's my plans.
Can't hear you. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Hello! 